Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is supported by Nanyang Vice. Nanyang Vice is one of the fastest growing and most well-received Mandarin horror podcasts in Southeast Asia. It focuses on urban legends, unsettling individuals, real crimes, and more. A unique movie-like thriller, the series puts you in the shoes of its protagonist, creating a terrifying auditory experience. Nanyang Vice frequently tops Apple Podcasts' fiction list in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, Malaysia, and Singapore. New episodes go up every Monday and Friday. Horror and ghost lovers, don't miss it. Ghost Maps Entry 63 Holland Village, Singapore I've never met Hock Sing before, but we're familiar with each other. Another interviewee of mine named Neil used to work with Singh back when they were both part of a security firm. One of Neil's stories was from his time together with Singh. Since then, Singh had moved on to other security jobs, but recently switched to servicing air conditioners. Night shift cannot do any more, he says, as he takes a seat at this Badok coffee shop. Singh's my last interviewee on this Hungry Ghost Month evening. While I don't usually mind the later hours out during this time of the year, tonight's different. I've been seeing things. Thankfully, the visions or apparitions or whatever they are seem to be leaving me alone for now. But I know it's a matter of time before they're back. I know this because of the look on Singh's face as he takes a seat. It's not fear. Singh's had the third eye for years. Because he's been able to see beyond the veil of the ordinary for so long, he doesn't scare easily anymore. Or, at least, he doesn't show that he's scared as easily as he used to. But it's the little things, the way his eye twitches slightly as he orders his drink, the way he looks past me instead of at me, like something else has caught his attention. He sees something. He's just hesitant to tell me what. I don't pry, of course. Everyone who has the third eye deals with it in their own way. And as much as I'm worried about my own situation, that's no reason to put this on Seng. 
Instead, I pretend not to notice his tells and ask him about the two stories he's sharing with me tonight. Both from before, he says, when I still working security. The first story, he says, happened a year after his incident with Neil during the Hungry Ghost Month. I try not to focus on the way, his hands shaking as he lights a cigarette and ask him to start from the beginning. Singh was working the night shift as a security guard for a condominium near Holland Village. He won't get any more specific than that, worried that he might be subjected to reprisals from his former employer. Well, more reprisals anyway. Singh wasn't an ideal employee during his tenure at the condo. He was working two jobs at the time, he explains. And while he generally managed to stay alert, there were some nights when he just couldn't keep his eyes open. On those evenings, Singh tells me, he would sneak a half-hour nap in the condo's function room. Things seemed fine at first. Aside from struggling to find a comfortable position on the room's couch, Singh didn't face any problems during those unsanctioned breaks. A week after he started taking these naps, however, he would be awoken by the sound of shuffling in a corner. He brushed it off as his imagination at first, but even as he dismissed it, he knew that he was being watched. So, Seng started to take precautions. He brought an amulet that he had gotten in Thailand with him to work. Singh wore the blessed item around his neck and prominently displayed it for anyone or anything to see as he slept on the couch. This worked for him for a while until one night. Singh woke up and two things occurred to him immediately. The first was that he was lying on his belly. It happened sometimes, but this meant that his amulet was invisible. The second thing that occurred to him was that the shuffling he had heard before was getting closer. He tried to move, but before he could, he felt a weight press down on his back, pinning him to the couch. And then he heard a child's laugh. Not an innocent laugh though, but something distorted, like it was twisted by static. I fight and I fight, but cannot get up, Singh tells me. He doesn't know how long he struggled with the unseen force. But eventually, in the midst of that struggle, his 
amulet slipped out from under him. Almost as soon as it did, Seng found that he could move again. Immediately, he scrambled out of the function room and out into the warm, still night. He ran down a path that would take him past the condo's pool, back to the security office, where two other guards were monitoring all the condo's cameras. As he passed by the pool, however, from the corner of his eye, he caught a glimpse of a child in the water, pushing a ring float. In his panic, it took him a second to register how odd it was. There was a child alone in the pool in the middle of the night. Then he heard it laugh. That same distorted laugh. Seng stopped in his tracks and turned to see that the child's face was a blur. Like someone had badly tried to scrub its features away. The child waved and laughed again. (laughs) Seng burst into another sprint, this time even faster than before. When Seng reached the security office, his colleagues seemed surprised to see him. One of them even joked that he still had about 10 minutes of nap time left. But the expression on Seng's face changed the mood in that office pretty quickly. Seng yelled at them and asked why they didn't come to help him. The two other guards looked confused. They didn't even see him make his way back to the office. I asked them to show me camera, Singh says. The guards pulled up the footage from the last few minutes, only to find nothing. No sign of Singh, no sign of any child, just a ring float, floating around the pool on this windless night all by itself. Singh stubs his cigarette out into the coffee shop's makeshift ashtray. His eyes are still darting around elsewhere, even as he speaks to me. After that, I quit. He says, Go be security at bar. But then bar also got problem. Seng finally turns his attention back to me. He looks like he wants to say something, but I stop him. Tell me your other story first. I tell him. I hear the shake in my voice, and clearly, so does he, but he doesn't say anything about it. Instead, He just fishes out another cigarette and lights it before we talk about his second incident. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Patreon.
look for We Are Hantu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Hantu production. Created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray. With art direction by Jolene Lim and recorded on Audio-Technica mics. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.